0: Welcome to High Jinx, the place where we jump twice and measure once. I am Joe, one of four people involved in today's particular show. Joined today by Curtis, Ezra, and Eric is back. Eric, two shows in a row. Welcome back to the crew. Exciting. Uh, NCAA Tournament Week, fellas. This is what it is. This is what we live for in mid-March, or do we? Curtis, where do you put this? Where do you put the NCAA Tournament as far as like your, you know, all-time sports events throughout the year? you got the World Series, you got the Super Bowl. You got free agency periods. If you got trade deadlines, however you want to think about this, where does the bracket tournament fit in? Pretty low. Now hear me <laughs> okay. out here. Okay. okay. <laughs> as I've discussed with you guys before,
1: I was never a college basketball fan. I didn't fill up my first bracket until I was 35 years old. Like as shocking as that is, as much as I enjoy uh, putting a little uh, ice cream cones down on a sporting event every now and again, as much as I enjoy sports, It really never came to fruition for me uh, being a big uh, NCAA tournament guy. Uh, I actually went to a bunch of games and stuff and never just, it never clicked that they had this amazing tournament to uh, uh, gamble on uh, and skip work and watch, you know, opening (laughs) rounds and all that good stuff. So uh, it's literally like, you know, opening day of baseball. If you get to go to opening day, that's like the greatest thing for me. And then after that, it's, pretty much everything to do with the nfl so you can start with uh you know week one week one the draft uh the divisional round of the playoffs uh week two week eight uh all those rank ahead of the NCAA tournament this for me. The
0: bye week of the nfl season above the NCAA <laughs> absolutely. tournament,
1: absolutely like um uh so yeah uh, you know don't go to me for uh deep thoughts here boys
0: uh, well all right uh, ezra what about you like what you know
2: for me, it's probably in the top three top three um, what's that what's Curtis. on that list yeah yeah so I'm with Curtis opening day of baseball is like I literally take that day off of work every year me too yeah i'm 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 watching every baseball game I can and then you got the World Series you know provided it's a game five or later that's that's gonna be that's gonna be a you know item number two and then NCAA tournament, and then anything to do with the NFL. And okay. possibly, I might even throw the Masters Sunday at the Masters above anything to do with the NFL.
0: Interesting. All right, so bring in golf. Ezra is yeah. our golf correspondent uh, <laughs> as well. Uh, so, the, I mean, the thing, the, thing, the thing to say about the tournament, though, is it's multiple weeks. Is it, something like you catch the fever a little bit. Eric, I, I know you're more college hoops than seemingly, I think, the rest of the panel.
3: Oh definitely definitely this is number 1 for me yeah uh, look forward to it calendar marked every year in anticipation really you know football season is is just me beginning to study the early games of the college basketball season so, uh, <laughs> you so know, this was I'm, I'm tuning in for preseason you know early tournaments what's, uh, are, are you know, gonna what's be the the watching the for four... Atlantis, you know are
0: you be are you watching the matchups for the four teams that get in on Tuesday
3: uh, oh yeah oh yeah why not yeah <laughs> I mean I'll, I'll be watching all of the every game that I can watch you know if I could watch them all simultaneously I would. Uh, But but certainly, you know, I've uh, over the years developed sort of a system for for bouncing around and doing what I can. But but yeah, I mean, this opening weekend where you've got, you know, so many games all at once, back to back to back to back. And, you know, I used to live on the West Coast. And so uh, it it was great to to get up nice and early uh, and, and catch these games starting at eight, nine in the morning uh, make the real full day of it. Now that I've moved a little bit east in the country, uh, you know, I get to sleep in a bit. But uh, yeah, for for me, you know, these first two rounds basically that that cover that sort of opening Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday can't be beat. So, so much drama, so much opportunity for craziness, brackets busting left and right. Right. It, it's just an exciting moment. It I mean, really I, have years, so many... I was
1: watching the Oscars last night. Right and uh, me too. You, you, you had you had 19 million people watching this and there's kind of a you're looking at social media twitter's going crazy um there's a communal aspect to it right it's something this country is missing like a little bit of uh hey we're kind of all in this together and we're all the same mm-hmm. thing so the ncaa tournament definitely brings that for three weeks where uh it's some of the best sports bar uh action you're ever going to get uh you're sitting there it's going to be packed no question there's everyone there's 10 games on
0: you know, everyone has grounds. something on the game and, no and everyone
1: has a little, maybe it's maybe they put a dollar into a pot or maybe it's just bragging rights, or maybe they got 10 grand, but they got something. Everyone in that bar is watching for a reason to try to win their office pool, to try to win their Calcutta, whatever it might be. Um, so it's a lot of fun. It's, and it, it's, you'll, you'll have two guys sitting next to each other who are like rooting passionately against each other, but there's not a buy-in hatred. Like there would be at like an NFL game, for instance. Yeah, yeah.
2: They don't they don't really know any comparison yeah, West Virginia. Correct. Correct. Yeah. But I picked they know West they Virginia, just Virginia. So I'm wrote all in. West
1: Virginia in the slot, <laughs> and the other guy wrote the other two. You know, that's it. Yeah.
0: I, I think so. To me, that I'm more on Eric's side here that the tournament is really toward the top of just events. And I can't decide if I like weekend one or weekend two better. Weekend two, the the quality of play is a little higher, but weekend one, you just get this like Fire hose, like you're just drinking from the fire hose yeah, and you turn the yeah. TV on. And, and it usually coincides with St. Patrick's Day, my personal favorite holiday. So you usually get this like nice spring break, St. Patrick's Day, NCAA tournament. I, I don't know. It, it comes together and it really is something for me. NBA playoffs can have that magic. You know, you kind of get into it. You start going to the bar with some friends. You start watching a series together. I like that aspect. I like the continual rolling aspect of it. NFL, obviously kind of the king, but it's just that one and done amazing. But something about the tournament, you can like St. Peter's last year, you know, a team gets going, you kind of kind of swept up. Even non-sports fans are getting into it. Uh, I don't know. The, to me, I, I'm a little bit higher. I'm definitely higher than Curtis, lower than Eric, probably, because he seems to be <laughs> uh Nirvana-ing on the college basketball hoops, but I, oh, I think yeah. it's I think it's pretty cool. Do you guys have a personal favorite? tournament memory or moment, you know, something when we say, when I say it's tournament, what comes to your mind?
2: So I, I'll start. And this is because I, I'm going to Homer this pick later, even though I'm going to hate it. Um, it was 2002. Well, t- technically the tournament was 2003. It was a 2002, 2003 season when San Diego state finally made, they, they ran the table in the mountain West conference at the time and made the tournament on the automatic qualifier bid. And they were not a very good team. But it was the early Steve Fisher years. San Diego State, when I attended there, was awful at everything. We literally won. We were the 117th ranked football program while I was there. We, were, we, were, we probably lost ping pong games and badminton. It was, we were awful. And it was the first time that any San Diego State team had really made a deep run. And it was just so fun to like actually have somebody in that bracket that you were really pulling for really rooting for you know they got smoked but it was you know it was still it was it was a great time and as they ran their way through the tournament got there I actually was in Las Vegas so kind of the one thing about the tournament is like there is no better place to watch the first weekend than Las Vegas because you have that fire hose of 75 different games you have 40 different bets down you have no idea what's going on you just know you're rooting from somebody somewhere
1: the new every casino the new casino they built in the the old part of Vegas does anyone know what it's called the big new one they built in, uh, I walked in there uh, two years ago when they first built this thing and m- my thought went to the NCAA tournament uh, because I want to say the TV screens are 75 feet tall <laughs> and it has a two-story deck like almost like you're at an IMAX theater. So you can sit on the second deck and just stare into the, uh, you know, literally 360, basically full coverage, up, down, sideways, abyss into however many screens, a hundred screens. I have no idea. That's the place.
0: Getting to bed on all those games at once is freaking cool. (laughs) You you have to, you just have to imagine, right? You got to put yourself in that spot, but you know, do, do you guys go to bars to watch the games?
2: Oh yeah, you have to. I mean, unless you got seven TVs to set up around your house because by two (laughs) o'clock in the afternoon, you know, there's, there's five games going, you know, you're, you're just trying to not to get, you know, epilepsy. My favorite,
0: my favorite invention that's come from the tournament is the boss button premise, you know, which is where you're watching on your laptop at work or your computer, you hit the boss button and a fake Excel spreadsheet comes up. Yeah. I don't know if they still do this, but I did work in an office and I was using this, and it was just like the greatest invention of all time. Easily the uh, best know.
3: thing to come out from CBS Sports.com or wasn't it CBS Sports Line? Oh, yeah, yes, exactly. Or... Uh,
0: but my favorite tournament memory would be the VCU run in 2011. If you guys remember Oof. this, they made the final four with Shaka Smart. They beat USC, sorry, Eric, Georgetown, Dude. Purdue, Florida State, and then number one, Kansas. And I was in the building for the Florida state and Kansas wins, uh, watching this VCU crowd. And I stuck in snuck into the student section of VCU. (laughs) And this was a, just a lit section. It was time of my life. You know, the band, they had a band that came with them traveling. Everyone was going crazy, crazy, crazy watching this team. You know, that was like a, a 14 seed or something like this, uh, win all these games then beat number one, Kansas to, to get to the final four. It was pandemonium mayhem and one of my favorite in-person sports experiences ever. So i always kind of have a soft spot for BCU. I tend to pick them in my bracket, <laughs> you know, first round. And uh, that, that'd be my favorite tournament memory.
1: I just have to go right back to last year when <laughs> I just threw a, threw a little bit of money down on a, a plucky little player from Kansas that nobody had ever heard of. No one even knew his name, but I did. I love this man. And he won me $2,400. And I will never forget the year that Ochaya. <laughs> he means a lot to me. <laughs> worked his way into your heart. Won me $2,400. Just never forget
0: that. You man. should really get a tattoo.
1: Right. I should. Yeah. You,
0: you should get, that way you don't ever forget.
1: I just, just. Maybe never, with the phonetic spelling ever, too. Never so. forget. So Chaya Abigail from Kansas.
0: Agbaji, right? Agbaji? First that round draft. What draft. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> That's what
1: I said. Exactly.
0: That's what I said. Uh that uh, so for those of you who don't know, Curtis, boom, just crazy called this. We're following the whole tournament. I basically started rooting for that pick more than my brackets, even. I wanted to see this happen. <laughs> this became like the jinx pick. So, Akbaji, we're with you. We're going to follow your NBA career as well. Eric, what about you? Favorite tournament memory? Ooh,
3: man. Yeah. Um, Okay. I'm going to sneak in two small memories uh, in the packaging of one. Uh, The first to sort of echo kind of what Ezra was saying. You know, I I attended USC for my undergrad, which is notorious basketball powerhouse, of course. (laughs) <laughs> um but, so so getting there going to a football school or you know maybe you could say it's a baseball school as well with the, with some of their success in the 70s and 80s but uh really no big basketball program to speak of at least not in the last 50 or 60 years um and so in in 2001 USC a, a plucky USC team worked their way for their first trip to the elite 8 since 1954 uh, and, and I remembered Going into the student bookstore, when we advanced to the Sweet 16, I said, "Oh, this is this might be the best we're going to do in my lifetime." So I immediately go into the bookstore. I buy the USC Sweet 16 T-shirt. Lo and behold, in the Sweet 16, we beat Kentucky. I go nuts. I go back to the bookstore a few days later. I purchase the Elite Eight T-shirt. So, <laughs> so I've got quite a little collection. Of course, online shopping. To, uh, We lost to a pretty good Duke team that went on to win it all with Jay Williams, Shane Battier, et cetera. Um, But but certainly that was a highlight for my own personal fandom. Um, Number two is a Vegas story. Uh, In 1997, I was 15 years old. Yeah, I wasn't quite 16 at the time. Uh, And I went on like this weird family weekend trip to Vegas for the weekend of the finals. Uh, and my brother and I convinced my dad to take twenty dollars from each of us and put down forty bucks on Arizona to beat Kentucky in the finals. Uh, and I don't know if anybody remembers this was this was its Arizona team with Miles Simon and Mike Bibby. I remember uh, the Mike Bibby, Michael team. Dickerson, a very young Jason Terry coming off the bench. They uh, were right? A, a, a pretty solid squad. Uh, of course, they were. Not the favorite against Kentucky in this championship, this Kentucky team that had come off winning the 96 championship and and still had some decent players. Uh, And that game goes to overtime. And I remember we were watching it in our hotel room, uh, jumping back and forth between the two beds that my brother and I had share in this room. You know, we couldn't go to a bar, obviously, Um, and just going nuts as Arizona squeaks it out in overtime without making a field goal in the overtime period. They scored all 10 points from the free throw line uh, and still won that game by like six or seven points. And we were just hyped because then, you know, my dad comes back with this winning, you know, $40 turned into 160 or 200, something like that. We go to the movies that night. The number one movie in America that weekend was Liar Liar starring Jim Carrey. <laughs> we go to the movies <laughs> and like a I time lose capsule. my wallet like at capsule. the movie theater with all of thy recent winnings, poof. I had I was holding on to those winnings for about four hours. So that's, that's pretty uh, much a microcosm of gambling in, in, in itself, right? And it, yeah, yeah. I, I thought, man, this is a really good, interesting way to think about both the ups and downs of the tournament and the ups and downs of Vegas and and all that you know goes along with uh,
0: it. So. I'll take $140 of popcorn, please. Thank you. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a
1: wheel that one hour. bag and a Coke. What are you talking about? <laughs>
3: yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, in 1997, you know, you could you could stretch it a little bit. But. You, you get the large coat. You right, get the large coat. Right. <laughs> All
0: right, let's take a quick break to hear a word from today's sponsor. Today's show is brought to you by Cindy's Cinderella Underdog Upstarts Leadership Lessons. Every small business owner has the dream of catching the big guys by surprise and scoring a major upset. What business owner wouldn't want to disrupt Apple, Amazon, Google, or whatever name Facebook is looking to profit off of these days? Of course they would. The problem is upsets are hard to do and even harder to predict. That's where Cindy's Cinderella Underdog Upstarts Leadership Lessons comes in. Cindy's Cinderella Underdog Upstarts Leadership Lessons teaches you the valuable lessons you need to know the most if you want to succeed in the dog-eat-dog world of canine capitalism. Cindy teaches you foundational underdog lessons such as how to convince others your business has no chance of succeeding, how to come out of the gate slow before putting pedal to the metal catching them off guard, and how to get other people to expect less from you overall. Cindy teaches you these proprietary underdog lessons because she cares. She's not just selling you some random crap from a book she wrote. Nobody would publish her book. So she's selling you crap that no one would publish. That's what makes Cindy's lessons so effective and so top secret. Get in on this exclusive opportunity to learn from the absolute best at being the absolute most unlikely to succeed. Cindy helps you set the expectations low so you can clear the hurdle with ease. Jumpstart your business today. Check out Cindy's Cinderella Underdog Upstarts Leadership Lessons. Cindy's Cinderella Underdog Upstarts Leadership Lessons. When even you are tired of expecting yourself to succeed, Bring on the so bets! Everybody go and grab your cards. All right, thanks, Cindy. Hope the leadership lessons go well. All right, let's get to the bets here. Love betting. This is probably the most betted-on event of the year. Uh, having said that, I think most people don't bet huge on this event, relative to say Super Bowl or the World Series or something like this. World Cup, perhaps. You know, I think a lot of people have like $10 on it, $20 on it, something like this. Also just bragging rights. And you get like the pool office work. It's a fun time. One thing I want to say is I really miss paper brackets. There was something, it's kind of like records or something. It's like vinyl records. Yeah, Spotify is cool, right? You know, hey, Spotify uh, publishes this podcast. Thanks, Spotify. Super cool. However, um, I miss records, right? I still love records. And the paper brackets that I would tape up on you know, the cabinets and I would highlight or I'd X out really made me feel a connection to my bracket and to the event. And now I just look on the phone. I'm like, oh, I got 64 points that round, you know, or something. Yeah. It's not quite as magical. So bring back the paper brackets, uh, you know.
2: Well, the, the flip side, the flip side of the digital bracket is now, you know, as as everybody, you know, we all get older, right? We People start moving away from each other. You can still bet with your same buddies. Right. And you can and That's those true. those ones branch out, you know, somebody invites somebody else into the bracket challenge. And next thing you know, you've got 40 or 50 people in that bracket. You know, you still you still might just be even fighting for pride. over. you know, you have you have no chance of winning, but you're fighting for pride. to, You know, I want to make sure I beat Charlie. You know, no matter what, I don't care if I'm 64th and he's 64th. Screen, yeah. screen door,
0: Charlie. Yeah, uh, screen door, Charlie. So I mean,
2: there there is some there is some magic to that digital bracket. Is that it does help kind of keep us a little bit more connected, and you have that communal event where every year, you know, when when's the bracket coming out? Boom, Selection Sunday. You know, that night the email goes out. Whoever's coordinating it at some point probably has to hand it off to their kid. In fact. I participate in a bracket that they just handed off to their son. So he had ran it for years and years and years. And now he just handed it It's a it legacy
0: off. bracket so, now. Yeah. yeah.
2: And some that one's people, yeah, that one's like five hundred people deep usually. So it's some people pass
0: on watches, you know. Some some, <laughs> some people, people pass people, on heir, family heirlooms. He passed on yeah.
2: some people pass on the bracket.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah. All right.
0: So how do you want to handle this? I mean, you guys just want to tell me what teams you you like the most? Yeah, probably big picture. I don't think we're going to go game by game unless you, you know,
2: unless we have four hours to spend. <laughs> yeah, I really want to. I mean, it's kind of
0: like who. Who should I be betting on? What you know? What approach should I be doing? Should I be how trying about, to pick the winner how, of each region? How about
1: we start with just a favorite? Like, Yeah. Who, you know, who's who's one, your favorite? One of the top one, two, three seeds that you think absolutely has a best who has, shot.
0: Who has a chance? Is this kind yeah. of what we're saying? A good chance.
3: Eric, who do you I'll, think? I'll, t- I'll tell you one interesting thing that I've sort of – looking looking through some of the statistics over the last 20 or so years. So, uh, you know, Ken Palm has been doing his uh, efficiency ratings and the st- sort of statistical uh, data gathering um, for the last 20-something years. And 18 of the last 20 tournament champions were both top 20 in offensive and defensive efficiency in the Ken Palm rankings. Right now... Exactly. There are four total teams in the field that are top 20 in both of those.
0: All right, let those me are, get I'm
3: going to write, write down one name.
0: Alabama. So
3: Alabama. Houston. Houston. Purdue. University of Texas. Ooh. And the University of Connecticut. Oh, oh UConn. okay. Like That's what I wrote down. Four teams. Yes. Now, yes. if we expand that to top 30 for both, then you can add Purdue, Kansas, UCLA, and Creighton the Blue Jays. Uh, so, you know, if if the statistics hold, one would expect one of those eight teams to win it. There's never been a team since he's been doing the rankings that's won it, that's had a defensive rating worse than 22. So check out the defense. So, Ken Powell, so out of the, the teams tool, you
1: just listed, UConn would be the bet at plus 2,200. Uh, 200. Absolutely. The next best would be the Texas Longhorns at sixteen hundred.
0: Mm. You guys, so UConn a four seed, Texas a two seed, different brackets. So you could take both of them. Maybe they get, you know, maybe they end up facing yeah. off.
2: Yeah, yeah you in can lay, you four lay four money on both. You know, I think they, yeah, that's a year. Final
3: Four matchup potentially,
1: yeah. right? UConn started off the season fourteen and zero, uh, had a little bit of lull in the middle, but finished like eight of the last nine. I mean, they're they're as hot as any team in the tournament. Honestly, right. if Play. I'm a coach
0: or something, that's what you want. You want to start out hot, get a nice lead. Yeah, and, it, it and kind of it
1: was, it was a, a creamy middle there, but
0: uh, it, it, you can't it's peak a good too team. early, and so they got to experience
3: some wrong. sort of struggle because that's you know that's where the yeah. team comes yeah. together, yeah. right? So, the Empire these,
0: Strikes Back moment. Thirty you know? and one it,
3: teams, you know, the is the, uh, they fizzle at the wrong time, and suddenly boom, they don't know how to recover. What is like the the Rick and Morty uh, writing structure?
1: where you get to the, the storyline, oh, the they have it's to, like a circle, yeah, they, they they the circle and there things. has to be yeah.
0: adversity. And then there. <laughs> yeah. That, 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 you don't want to peak too early. You know, these teams, that get too hot, they run out of gas. You don't want to do that. Right. Uh, so, but you also don't want to fall in some huge hole to start the year. So I, I, I kind of like that uh, approach in this sense. So the I mean, one
1: that UConn is the one team that looks like the biggest outlier to me uh, uh, money-wise out of the, you know, I didn't study every team in the tournament, but out of the top, you know, twenty or so, uh, that one just leaps off the page. Uh, there's no reason they should be a four seed. They should be higher than this. There's no reason they should have odds like this. They do. Um, that one right there, and then, and then of course Texas, uh, Texas, who has beat the breaks off of Kansas, who's the number one seed, basically
3: in back-to-back uh, road games. So, right, and, and Texas gets. Houston as their number one seed, a team that has the best record of the one seeds, but we can't really make a big assessment because their conference is the weakest of the number one seeds conferences. And they just got kind of beat fairly handily by uh, an average to above average Memphis team uh, in the conference finals. And we don't really know the status of one of their top two or three players, right who had that groin injury earlier in the conference tournament so
0: so houston and texas both in the same side of the bracket so they're not going to both that's a that's a
2: little bit of a tough bracket though if you if you break that start breaking into that bracket down you know xavier is always going to be tough a&m's hotter than hot right now i you know you got iowa in the mix that's not going to be indiana's pretty smoking hot you know there's that's not going to be a tough bracket to, or that's going to be a very tough bracket to get through. Um, I do see one of those two teams. Actually, my my favorite is Houston. I think that you know they're. I think they kind of sat back a little bit in that conference tournament, knowing that they were going to have a, a one seed pretty much no matter what. And I, you know, I really think that they make a run. I think they go on a on a
3: heavy run. Okay, and so th- this is a team that you know has has done really well the last several seasons. Yeah. You know, Kelvin Sampson is working some magic over there. They've got some veteran guard play, which can be really important come tournament time. So, so just I staying with broad
1: th- strokes. Where do you see the softest uh reach uh quadrant and where do you see the the strongest? Like which one's the 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 uh, bra- quadrant of hell and which one's the the, cream yeah, the quadrant of death yeah
2: yeah yeah the quadrant of death i really feel like is that is that midwest one i think they probably are from top to bottom have have the strongest people coming through there because you're going to get so the the winner of arizona state no sorry the minute winner of uh, mississippi state pit is going to be playing a TCU team or Iowa state team. That's, that's really tough. Right. Yeah. Xavier mm-hmm. in there. You got AM That's really hot. Penn Miami. Uh Now, obviously Miami, you know, we don't know the status of, of pretty much their star player. Like right. if, if he's going to be able to play or not. So uh Iowa and Auburn are both tough. Houston's obviously extremely legitimate. You know, there, that's not, that's no joke of a bracket. Uh, you know, I go to the East I think the East is kind of the weakest one. That's Absolutely.
1: 100% the East Agreed. is the weakest. Yeah. And I, I am on board that either the Midwest or the West is really what I've identified the West being the toughest bracket. Yeah. And the East by far being the easiest bracket.
2: Yeah. And then the South is kind of like, that's a fairly well balanced, you know. Yeah. That that could be a fun one. There could be some really good games coming out of there. And of course
1: I'll be tuned
3: We'll call, it the, and,
1: we'll call it the boring <laughs> bracket.
3: Yeah, I I think that bracket is interesting because both Alabama and Arizona, I think, legitimately could win it all. Yeah. Uh, but then you look at sort of the three, four, five action, sort of in between, and it's not really jumping off the page for me there. Yeah.
2: Yeah. The, only one, mean, the only one, the only one that really, if Baylor, if Baylor got screaming hot again, because they're just so streaky. Yeah. You know, if Baylor gets super hot, I could see them. I could see them coming through um you know
1: i don't want Oops. alabama to win any other sports oh nobody does <laughs> yeah nobody mind. outside of alabama i guess yeah.
2: <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> alabama's pretty much if you look at their if you look at their road to the sweet 16 at the, at a minimum or the or, or even even the elite 8 their road their road to even the elite 8 is i mean there you got maryland west virginia san diego state which i mean i'm going to put my money right. down the Mountain West got annihilated.
0: In. Got annihilated last yeah. year. Mountain West did. It was like yeah. it was ugly and quick. And it was.
2: It yeah, was you got Virginia. You know, Furman is a little frisky, but they're not frisky enough to hang with Alabama. You know. Yeah, yeah. That the only one I could see that would could make that really fun would be Baylor or Arizona. Um, that could be a really fun. Uh, fun bracket All this
3: Alabama talks Alabama.
1: making me angry.
0: <laughs> All right, So so uh Eric mentioned Ken Palmer earlier. I like to do the 538 bracket gives you odds for like every path Houston 23% chance to win the title by far the most Alabama 16% uh, is number two. After that, you know, it, it evens out. Texas has 8%. Kansas has 5%, you know, according to the model, UCLA three, things like this. So it, after that's a little bit, take your pick, but alabama 16 houston 23 percent. that would be the odds-on favorite if you're just wanting to go with that chalky style of bracket
3: That's yeah right. a lot of the cbs sports uh you know analysts for basketball have been posting their brackets and it's just like houston That's the- houston houston
2: okay yeah it's it's the chalky pick which means they probably get blown out in the northern
3: kentucky takes them i,
2: I out.
0: mean i like like i like what texas is at in the two seed you know maybe they can make it there. eight percent chance of winning the tournament according to the model and you know
3: who has texas winning it in their bracket my man dickie v yeah.
0: Oh, okay. Well, what
3: was the last oh time yeah. Texas he was. He was games. all over. He
2: was all over Texas. He was all over. When was the last time Texas thing? got to the
0: Sweet Sixteen? I mean, it's. There's not like a. There's not like a long history of success. I want to say 2008. Maybe it's been a while. It's like 15 years without two wins. So to, to put together five or six wins would be quite the turnaround. Uh, you know, for a program in that sense. Okay. Maybe yeah, maybe they no. would right.
2: take the interim tag off of their coach at that point. So yeah, I had I to Google.
1: Be- I had to Google Northern Kentucky. Does well, anyone know their uh, mascot?
2: Wildcats. Wildcats. The
3: Norseman. The Northern Kentucky Norse. The Norse. Yeah. Because Nor- <laughs> when when I remember the, think the of championship Kentucky. was the Norse versus the Vikings, and I was what? like, "What's going on here?" Let's what try
0: and we- stump Eric. Let's do another one. Let's try and stump oh, Eric. Oh God!
3: Just, just <laughs> random
0: uh, Northwestern. Like-
3: well, that's a wildcat, obviously. Yeah. Boy- Boise State. Louisiana State or the Broncos. Yep. Colgate. Uh, <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> that one I don't know. Red. Something red. It's, I don't. Know. It's a bird, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: I would give you a hard one. Louisiana Lafayette.
3: Ooh. Are they the Raging Ragin Cajuns, Cajuns down Cajuns, there? Yeah. Ragin
0: Cajuns. <laughs> That's a good. One. I'm going to give you the win on that one. I, I won't <laughs> even ask you any other ones. All right. So sounds like our Look. favorite long shots are maybe Texas, maybe UConn. You know, I think Baylor could get hot and sneak by just because they've been there. They've got a lot of the same staff and coaching and everything.
3: Colgate Raiders.
0: Okay. Oh, the Raiders. Are they Red Raiders? <laughs> or did we move are, on?
3: Uh, <laughs> are they replicating Texas Tech out there? Or? Yeah,
0: right. All right, well, one last topic I want to get to here before we get to, like, most outstanding player bets. Ten seeds, five seeds, 12 seeds. Like, this is the games that I like. So Utah State, I think, has a great chance of pulling off the 10-7. Yeah.
3: You, you know, agree. that's Easy an State, interesting one. Give me
0: the 10 seed states.
3: Utah State is favored in that game. Most yeah. most yeah. of the betting but, lines have them favored. And I went back and looked at it today, and I gotta be honest, I ha- I don't know why. Okay, um, so
2: I, I watch a lot of I lot of watch a lot of Mountain West basketball. <laughs>
3: I mean, this is a team that yeah. like, San Diego's like beat yeah. all three times this
2: year, right? Way too but much. They, they, West U- Utah State plays really, really tough. Really tough, um, and Mountain West is is a little bit underrated as a conference. They, in the championship game against San Diego State, they took that thing down to the wire, and it, they're a, they're a much better team than that seed. And for a 10-7, I could totally see Utah State winning that that game. Okay,
3: okay. you know, I watched some of the or, or a good portion of the SEC tournament, and so also seeing Mizzou a little bit more than I had watched most of yeah. the season. They look pretty tough too. So this could, this could be a high scoring affair. I think both teams really like to shoot the three. I think that uh, they'll be moving up and down a little bit. So that's an interesting one.
0: Yeah, Yeah, It'll be
3: a really fun game to watch no matter what.
0: Is there a game you're looking forward to the most, like a, a first round matchup? I, you know, I should make sure I check that one out. You think it'd be a fun game?
3: I, you know, USC, Michigan State, maybe I'm a, a yeah, little a, biased here, but, but you got two could two heritage there. Yeah, you got two heritage two programs. Two sort of powerhouse schools yes. across a variety of sports. Of course, Michigan State with the long and storied history and success in the tournament. But coming off of a year where they've been really kind of up and down, they show flashes of a real strong play where they're beating some of the top teams in the conference. And then, boom, they'll turn around and lose to you know, Rutgers or something like that. And so it's, that's an interesting dynamic. And then you got a USC team that look you know, USC versus the tournament field uh, is four and five, I think. Uh, And and that includes an overtime loss to Tennessee. That includes a two point loss at UCLA. And it is countered by a drubbing of UCLA uh, played across town uh, in, in the real Los Angeles arena there. Uh, and, <laughs> uh, and so, you know, this, this is a team that I don't think is going to go all the way, but I think this is a team that could, could be a sweet 16 surprise. Uh, and maybe that's just hopeful thinking by me.
2: Yeah. There might be a little homerism in on that one, but I'm, I'm with you. It it could
3: happen.
1: Yeah.
2: could
3: be an interesting game, you know, on, on the flip side, Michigan state could be a sweet 16 team very easily, you know? So uh, I, I I'd like be the terrified of facing Michigan and, and State. I hate to, to pile on Ezra here, but I like the 12 5 Charleston. Absolutely. Uh, and and absolutely. Oh, that's the Oh,
2: yeah. A, that's yeah. an
3: upset waiting to happen, right? We know the 12 5 matchup is a big one for the tournament, right? I think something like 31 out of the last 35 years, a 12 has defeated a five yeah. at least once. And there been uh, a few uh, recently where there have been three out of four 12 5 upsets, yeah. you know? I if, if you look at
2: if you look at the other twelve fives, the only other one that the only other one that jumps out to me is VCU, Same. Like Saint Mary's.
1: Yeah, you know, that, that should be a really fun game.
2: That, yeah, you go. Okay, hold on a second. You know, is Oral Roberts going to beat Duke? Probably not. Duke has got they've gotten their butts in gear. You know, is VCU going to beat Saint Mary's? They're real possible there. You know, San Diego State's gonna get crushed. I know it. My dreams will <laughs> go down in flames. The one favored by five. And and a half. <laughs> and
0: Adrian, how do you handle this? Should you almost be betting against them? You know, in the sense that then you get the emotional hedge where you're no, man, you got either. You, I mean, way. It,
2: yeah, no, you, you know, have to do – I do one bracket every year where I have San Diego State running the table, and one of these years it's going to Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> because the last thing you would want is for them to actually run the table, and that's the year you don't put $100 in Right, one.
2: right. So imagine being a San Diego sports fan in general, you know. So we have two things in the, that entire city. You've got the Padres, which are suddenly relevant, and San Diego State men's basketball. Everything else is terrible. So you have two times out of the year that you have a chance to be emotionally invested and financially invested in a game.
3: We're doing it. It's going in. San Diego you weren't State following Ball. the university of San Diego women's volleyball teams run to the final I four this past not. year.
2: I was not.
1: No, I, uh, I had, I got, I got one that, uh, leaped out at me. Uh, number four, Virginia is only a five point, uh, favorite over number 13 Furman. Um, Furman is no joke. Had to go look up Furman. Um, I ain't I'm not buying it. Uh this feels like this should be a 16, 17 point line. Uh I'm all over Virginia on the South Oh,
0: you around. oh, I thought you were yeah. gonna go call the upset there. No, no,
1: no, Virginia no, stops Furman, Furman.
2: Curtis. Furman is, not is no Furman. joke. Furman is now. Do they have, you know, are they battle tested? Not really. They um, might
1: be happy to be there since they haven't made a yeah, tournament
2: in yeah, 30 years. There might be a lot of Instagram stories. and. I think a little beginner's
0: luck. I'm going Furman. I think I'm going yeah. Furman. I'm, you know, just, I'm just feeling you, Furman, baby. You convinced me? It's no, fun, no, to, no. Say. It's I'll fun pop, to say. I will toss say one no. more out for Virginia. you. What, is, what is, is their mascot, by the way? <laughs> I've
3: got an unlikely pick out. for a 13-4 as well, which is the Kent State Golden Flashes
0: Ooh.
3: over Ooh. storied college basketball program Indiana. Right. This is a really good Indiana team, a team that has beaten Purdue twice this year. Yeah,
2: that's uh, a tough one to call out. And a-
3: and so they look real good sometimes, but also they some, you know, they they play down occasionally and when they play down, they don't look very good. And this is a Kent State team that it's not in one of the super far reaching out of the way conferences. Right. Um, And it's a team that's 0-3 against other tournament teams, but. All of those three losses were single-digit losses. They lost to Gonzaga by seven. They lost to Houston by five, 49 to 44. uh, And they lost to Charleston by two. Uh, This is a game with only a a four-and-a-half-point spread at the moment, last I looked anyway. Uh, And so there's something there that the bettors are seeing that I don't know. Yeah, Yeah, that one –
2: I, I could just see Indiana coming out and just strangling them, though, it, depending on which Indiana, to your point. Uh, which yeah, I mean, this is an
3: Indiana team yeah. that could beat Houston and, yeah. and work their way out of that bracket. So, You know,
2: one another round one game that I'm really looking forward to is the winner of Arizona State, Nevada, versus TCU. All mm. three of those teams are super legit. It's going to be a fun basketball game to watch. No matter who comes out of that first four game against TCU, TCU's probably got a chip on their shoulder. I think they probably felt they should have been a four or a five seed. Yeah, you know they were they were ranked in the top twenty. Like you know, for them to get a six seed, they might have a little bit of that "nobody believes in us" kind of action. And it set it would set up the greatest, the absolute greatest upset if Grand Canyon University, coached by the great Rick Majerus, knocks Ooh. off storied Gonzaga. Okay I mean, so this is my third, this is my 14 3 pick right here is GCU okay. takes out Gonzaga in round 1 I think Grand Gonzaga's Canyon been overrated University all year
1: Absolutely sounds like you it's a, a correspondence college right it,
2: I believe it exactly you know how they such. started It nah. is in a
1: it, it, they started in a shopping mall in Phoenix
2: Arizona as a fantastic
3: this was a university of phoenix model sort of yeah. thing and, exactly. and then boom
2: they built then they built a campus and there's one person who's refusing to sell their house and because it's not a state institution they can't exercise eminent domain so they built the campus around I'm this sure one person's state,
1: house i'm not sure what state they live in but uh <laughs> <laughs> that's that's called weak government right there baby it's arizona texas, for you <laughs> arizona. texas will rip up anyone's house they don't care <laughs> all right guys Wait. breaking Furman news i had to do something i've never done before in my life i googled Furman's mascot read what the mascot was and then had to google that word as well
0: i and did the same exact thing in this
1: ah, the in paladins the, the paladins
3: it's like uh if you've ever played like dungeons and dragons yeah. right how nerdy are you is the okay. question i yes. did
1: not know so i had to google paladin and the first thing that popped up was some sort of a uh, uh, tool like a uh, shears or something. They look like I think it's a steps. heroic
0: knight. And like then it's a, yeah. then a chivalrous kinda, knight.
1: A, you drop the S and it's a paladin, and then a knight, a mounted knight
0: comes up. Yes. Uh, another mascot news Grand Canyon University, Thunder. Yeah. They have an antelope named Thunder as their mascot. So. Yeah, they are the antelopes. I, I want to see that. I'll be watching that on the screen. I want to see that mascot running the sidelines. I want to see Thunder the Antelope, so I'm going to get into this uh, mascots. I think that'll be fun to check out. All right, so we do. I want to do Crystal Ball, which I have just a a get out question for us all. But let's summarize here. Who you know? Who should? Who who do you think is most likely to win? And what's your favorite long shot?
2: Uh, I guess I'll I'll go ahead and go with the from a long shot perspective. I really like UT. Okay, I'm going to steal somebody's pick here. I have a feeling, but at plus eighteen hundred. Outstanding value. Um, you know, I most likely to win. I, obviously I'm gonna go straight chalk on that one. Houston, that's part of my Hail Mary. So that's you know
0: if you go Houston, I would just recommend in the other sides of your bracket you pick like a UCLA or Arizona. Yeah, you know, don't yeah. don't go all ones. Yeah, you're not, no, you're not that not likely gonna, to it's win.
2: Not be chalk, it's not gonna be chalk. This isn't the America. women's tournament, yeah. Yeah,
0: South Carolina, it's like 64% chance of winning. The women's tournament, not, not game one, not round one, not final four, the yeah. tournament. That's yeah. They, like, they, have, that's a, they have a There's
2: a, there's a better chance of their bus breaking down than them not winning that tournament. So,
0: all right. So Ezra's going all Midwest. He's going Houston as is most likely in Texas. Long shot. Uh, yeah. Curtis, what about you?
1: Uh, UConn, I've already said my favorite long shot. Um, and then if I had to go shock, I really like Arizona.
0: Okay. That's not even that chalk yet. That's, so arguably yeah. kind of well, that's shot. a
3: two-seed, yeah, that, yeah. that's that's pretty good. Uh
0: all right, Eric, what about you? What are you looking for for well of team? course
3: you guys have stolen my two uh top shots here, which which were gonna be Texas <laughs> and UConn. Um uh, so I'll uh third
0: round around graphics, Rough. I yeah, know, but... I know. I'm, hey, I'm the gonna say something that hey. I don't
3: usually say. Uh and so you know I'll I'll deny it even when the recording is posted. But uh UCLA. Oh uh and and you know my I have some UCLA alum friends though not many as a USC alum myself. This UCLA team is really good. Um, they have a lot of senior experience, right? Jaime Jaquez, Tiger Campbell. These guys have been around. They know what it takes to win. They've advanced to deep rounds on the tournament uh, a couple years previously. Uh, this this is a dangerous team uh, and a team to look out. for. particularly in this region with kansas who is looking a little susceptible to an upset now that they kind of stumbled during the end of the season and into the the big 12 championship loss to texas so that that's an interesting team to look at i think i'll i'll also offer the other sort of super chalky pick here which is alabama i think this freshman miller looks real good if he gets hot at the right time this could be sort of a Syracuse uh, type run with a freshman at the helm, sort of leading things the same way that Carmelo Anthony got it done for them years and years ago. So,
0: and I'm going to go Houston as the you know, if I just want to pick who I think most likely seems like it. How about Gonzaga? Five percent chance to win. No one's talking about him. We haven't even mentioned this whole time. They're Jimmy. everyone's been burned by them in the couple of years past. This could be the year you put Gonzaga in. And maybe they actually make the run. <laughs> and they have know, to
2: get past the antelopes though.
0: Everyone <laughs> <as laughs> unlikely as that may be, uh, if they could only get past thunder, the antelope, and GCU, I, I don't know. It's just one of those things everyone got burned by them. So probably not gonna be popular pick. I think yeah. maybe some good value.
1: Uh don't underestimate home. Gonzaga. No one puts Gonzaga in a corner.
3: <laughs> <Interesting>. <laughs>
0: Person who will win the most outstanding player is
1: number one seed plus thirteen hundred. Uh, Jalen Wilson, Kansas plus eleven hundred. So two number one seeds by far yeah. the best players on those teams. uh Both big men. Uh, yeah. You know I, I don't I don't like either one of these number one seeds, uh, but they are number one seeds, so they have the easier yeah. path. So that's a,
2: those, you know, those are odds. very nice odds. That's yeah, the Curtis, Curtis legacy. Odds are hard to lay off of. Yeah, I think Those,
0: you got the formula right. You want the best player on a top-ranked team, correct? And because cool. if they win, the, the you know the best player. Get, probably, get,
1: yeah, it's almost most deep.
0: outstanding. Ezra yeah. or Eric, you guys got a most outstanding. I'll, pop- I'll, I'll, I'll let Eric go. He, he okay. Can take shot
3: here. Yeah, I've got I've got a couple uh sort of longer shot ones. I think certainly Zach Eadie could be could be an obvious choice there. Uh, I'm going to say if we're thinking about some of these less likely teams. If UConn pulls off this run that we're talking about, UConn's best player, Adama Sanogo, Molly born African player guys averaging like 17 and seven on the season, something like that shoots the ball, like a 58 59% clip is even shooting 35% from three. So if they make that run, I think he's got a good chance. And we're talking about plus 1900 or something like that. Yeah. But how yeah. Would you bet
1: on a foreign born player with a weird name to win most outstanding players? You know, players? who would do that? Who would do that? Yeah, <laughs> certainly.
3: <laughs> who would Has that ever, with, has if that ever worked? I, oh, wait.
0: Um, yeah.
3: And then I also think if Arizona can put a, together a run, their best player, who's the, going to be the PAC 12 player of the year, if he hasn't already won it, um uh, azolas another, you know, really easy to pronounce name. Um, He's he's got a shot at being one of these sort of stretch big men uh, that could average twenty and ten in the tournament easily uh, and and help his team get it done.
2: Yeah, mine mine is uh, I'm actually gonna drive a you you drove the dagger in my heart on the San Diego State thing. I'm gonna drive a dagger right back in you on uh, Triple J. I'm a Jacquez Junior, UCLA. Plus 1400. If UCLA does make that full run and they do put it all together, you package them. You package, so you package UCLA at plus 1400, Jaquez at plus 1400. Now, so now you're at 2800 multiplied by 2.6 on a normal parlay. Now you're up into some really fun plus 6000 kind of odds.
1: So that's that's a good plus 1400 is never enough for Ezra. (laughs)
0: <laughs> we gotta we gotta add some juice to that why would I even roll out of bed for plus 1400
3: <laughs> look if you like baylor you know Keontae george plus two thousand, right? go for it <laughs> oh, that's a, all right okay
0: all right so we got some good ones i think all now so the get out question i want to do here is quick game the highest ranked seed will be what to win a first round matchup so Example, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. You know, so kind of this is like a game of chance here, right? Whichever one of us gets the highest number that actually happens wins.
2: Well, I've already called mine. I got my 14,
3: Grand Canyon, GCU, baby. Go Magic. I'm going to say 13. I'm not sure. I'm not sure there's a 16, 15, 14 happening this year. So
0: I was feeling 13 myself. A little lucky 13. Today's the 13th.
3: Uh, all right maybe I'll, it's firming i'll, I'll,
0: maybe I'll it's go lower. i'll go 12. okay curtis just presses
2: curtis goes chalk
3: there's yeah. always a 12. Okay. The safe curtis,
0: you could have gone like uh nine <laughs> <laughs> i know you really yeah <laughs> you,
3: you had it not you had aware as, uh... of the rules again this is not the women's tournament joe okay yeah all
0: uh, right yeah that's true that's true entertaining as that may be so all right yeah, so uh yeah. overall thoughts here i'm excited this should be just madness um you know, special plans to watch round one, anything you're going to do in particular, you know, things to get out on.
1: I actually have, uh, quite a, uh, busy week at work. I have some visitors coming from Italy, touring around Texas with me. Uh, so starting tomorrow, I'm going to be gone, uh, playing chaperone to some Italian bro- uh, fellas. And then Friday at about five o'clock, I'm putting them on a plane, <laughs> and i'm going straight to the local sports bar because it's going to be saint patrick's day and i'm going to be enjoying some uh, guinness and some uh, and some irish food and some ncaa basketball for sure because i'm going to need to decompress the highest of, of orders uh that friday so nice
3: i'm in a similar weird position i'm getting on a plane tomorrow to go to florida to visit my in-laws so are they yeah. hoops fans uh, my father-in-law on occasion will front that he's a hoops fan. He, uh, you know, my in-laws are from Boston and have now sort of relocated in retirement to Florida. And so I-, I will say he took me to an NBA finals game last season, uh, so that I could watch the Warriors, uh, lose to the Celtics in the game that I went to, but, but win the series. So, uh, yeah, he- he's a bit of a basketball guy and I-, I don't think anybody will fault me for, uh, requesting, TV access. You've been
0: I'm part here. of the family but, long enough that they're
3: like, but, okay, yeah, yeah we, yeah, we exactly. understand.
0: Exactly. You just wear the jersey. Wear the jersey.
2: <laughs> and then you just know. You have to oh, show yeah. up with the jersey. I've got I've got two. I've got video.
3: my UT jersey <laughs> and my USC jersey, and I'll just be sort of swapping them back and forth. Luckily, I, they're playing on different days, so that's helpful for me. I think,
0: right, that, that reduces the outfit changes. Which is yeah. convenient. It should
3: roll out each morning with with that team's jersey. Just is as
2: is as like a precursor, you know. You right. you know just, when you come out when you're at the in laws, you come out for breakfast. You know, you wander out of the room with just your shorts and your jersey on, and it's like just to know just <laughs> you know set the tone right go. out the gate, you know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I I would bring yeah. a basketball too, you know. So you walk down to yeah. breakfast. <laughs> Interesting. You're wearing the jersey, you're wearing the shorts, and basketball cradling in your arms.
1: Yeah, like, uh, seeing your There you go. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I have actually taken both days off. I do this. Oh, every. okay.
0: I love this. I'm glad we paused for this. Okay, nice. I've,
2: I've taken both days off. I've saved up all of my pluckers. Not a sponsor, FYI. Pluckers, if you're listening, hit us up. Uh, I will be out of Cindy and
0: Pluckers could do something together.
2: Yeah, right. Cindy
0: could do a book signing if she had a book <laughs> at Pluckers. I'm
2: going to be at Pluckers for probably a solid eight hours, and I'm I'm going to try to see if I can beat last year's bar tab. So. I definitely
0: took Friday off St. Patrick's day. <laughs> so that's it. That's in the books. Just no productivity. Telling everyone right now is going to be the laziest day of the year.
2: Uh, oh man. Yeah. For it to, when it lines up on St. Patty's day for that, that second day of round Friday, one day, I it know is, it's every seven years. We get this. You got to take advantage there's, there's, of this. Oh, I do want to throw one little thing in. So the most gambled sports event is the world cup. Okay. What do you think the delta is between the NCAA tournament annually and the World Cup every four years?
0: Mm. Uh, You're saying. So the uh, the, the the total total money gambled.
2: Yeah. Total money gambled on the World Cup every four years versus one year of the NCAA tournament.
0: Okay. Uh, I'm going to say the World Cup is 35% more.
2: The World Cup is $123 billion in total gambling. The NCAA tournament is
0: 8.5. (laughs) Wow. <laughs> so it's like 12 x yeah but, that's amazing 14 x that's yeah. crazy 15 maybe
3: <laughs> well you know how many people outside the united states are betting on the ncaa tournament so. right yeah no that's a, that's where he, that's the law of large numbers
0: to live live. and that's our music thanks for being here thanks for being thanks for listening and until we speak again stay jinxed.
1: Stay tuned next week when we bet on everything, everywhere we go, all at once.